the longest time, investing on the JSC has not been a very appealing prospect, given that annual returns on the exchange have been far from robust and compared badly to global markets. But following the rebound from the COVID-19 crash in March 2020, progress on the exchange has proven better than expected. And although the country's economic fundamentals remain weak, what are the prospects of current valuations improving significantly further? Well, to give us a historical and forward-looking take on the fortunes or otherwise of the JSC, I'm joined on the line by Louis Namont. He's an investment director at 91. Thanks very much for joining us, Louis. Now, returns on the JSC have been far better than expectations. So what's the performance been over the last 12 months? Over the last 12 months, we've actually seen extremely strong gains on the JSC. Um, but we've got to actually understand that the market is coming off an extremely low base. So as soon as you talk about the percentage change, it's been calculated of extremely low base that we saw since the COVID crash. Um, so, but off that low base, the market is up to all three indexes, up about 54% over the 12 months to the end of March, which a lot of investors would not have imagined um, when we sit and look at the market crashing at the end of March last year. Yeah, this is obviously a very far cry from the market sell-off that we saw in March last year, right around the globe. And of course, the valuations rebound has been very strong. It's been extremely strong. And what is also quite pleasing is during the COVID crash, markets fell about, uh, we lost global markets as well as South African markets, lost about a third of their value. Hmm. And normally when you see markets losing a third of their value, it takes a good two years to almost three years for markets to recover that um, that loss, uh, that huge loss that they actually see, uh, that they actually saw. And uh, this time around, global equity markets recovered all their losses in the space of about four or five months. And in South Africa, by when we got to about November, December, we've recovered all the losses. And since then, markets have actually propelled even further and uh, we've now reached levels um, we've actually reached levels in earlier this year around February all new time high levels which I think was it's quite pleasing for a lot of investors to see. Yeah given your analysis about what usually happens if markets lose a third of their value and of course in you know and of course in this instance the rebound was quite uh, positive and fast do you think that's just because um, because of the COVID crisis and once uh, people began to see the possibility of vaccines, that just brought on that much more optimism and that's why we saw the significant rebound? Well, that's definitely the case. What we normally find is that when you have this significant market crash, like a 30% or a 40% correction in markets or a market crash, it's normally the result of a, a broader financial crisis. This time around, what we actually see, it was, a very, it was the result of a specific um, a pandemic yeah. and a specific systematic or a systemic risk to the, to the, that wasn't caused because of financial crisis. Um, and therefore, as soon as markets got a sense that the pandemic could be brought to an end um, because of vaccines, um, it gave them hope that economic conditions could actually improve and that things could eventually return back to normal. And coupled with that, we had a very strong synchronized global support to financial recovery through uh, by means yes. of monetary support as well as fiscal support from governments across the world. And that gave markets the support that they needed 
and that actually boosted this very sharp and very strong recovery. However, this recovery wasn't just actually a broad-based, very quick recovery in all market sectors. This recovery, the first phase, basically until November, that first seven months, the recovery was actually globally very concentrated to only the sectors that initially benefited from the pandemic, the typical stay-at-home sectors. In our local market, the only sectors that really recovered in those first seven months were shares like Nasdaq Mm -hmm. that benefited from um, the Chinese company Tencent, which um, where the Chinese people actually played more uh, cell phone games during the lockdown period. And then also our resources sector, because China came out quicker through our came out of the lockdown quicker, and therefore the demand for commodity prices actually uh, for commodity shares and for commodities um, were quite quick to to recover. That boosted our commodity shares and our resources sector on the market quite quickly. So the initial phase of our market recovery in the first seven months was basically very concentrated and very narrow. It was basically NASPASH, process, as well as our resources shares. However, in the first week of November, with the announcement of vaccines being rolled out and being approved mm-hmm. across the world, we then started seeing a broad-based recovery where sectors that are linked to the broader economy really started things participating in this economy, uh, in this rally, and we actually started seeing all other cyclical sectors of the economy in markets across the world and in South Africa also participating in this rally. Yeah. And we started seeing the bank shares, your listed property shares, your small retail shares, all those uh, sectors of the economy and those markets and those sectors in the market really started gaining momentum as well. But it must be quite tricky to take a view on the JSC because prior to COVID hitting, in the years preceding that, the JSC was said to have moved sideways with lacklustre returns. It struggled to breach the 60,000 index points mark, but of course now it's well in excess of that and could seriously hit 70,000 index points sometime soon. Yes, Um, and I think a lot of investors almost lost faith in in equities as an investment, because we've actually went through a number of years with our market being extremely range-bound, and it went nowhere. And a lot of investors actually felt disappointed, and they felt that they're taking on the risk of investing in equities, and for that risk, you felt you had to be rewarded, um, but your investment just went nowhere for a number of years. And even still today, after the recovery that we saw over the last year, um, if you look just at your investment at a five-year term, you barely, barely um, outperform cash mm-hmm. over a five-year pe- period. So you still feel disappointed about your investment. And the reason for that is if you look at back at the market five years ago, our market was five years ago at an expensive level. The typical valuation method that you could look at is a price-to-earnings ratio, where you look at the value that you pay, the price that you pay for our market for mm-hmm. the shares, relative to the earnings that the companies are delivering. Yes. And on any price-to-earnings uh, uh, methodology, our market was a, at a good one or two standard deviations too expensive. And as we said to a lot of and a lot of asset managers were actually telling investors five years ago, 
Listen, guys, just scale down your return expectations because our market was too expensive. And when you buy something that is too expensive, you have to scale down your return expectations because your return is going to be lower when you buy something that is too expensive. However, when you look at the current valuations on our market, even though the van the market had a very good run over the last year. At current levels, our market is trading at a good one, just over one standard deviation below its long-term value. Um, so at current valuations, the market is actually offering very decent value. Mm-hmm. And at these levels, you can actually say from these levels, the market is actually offering decent value and you should be getting a decent return from the market and the market should compensate you for taking on the volatility and the risk by investing in equities. Now, the big counters that generally have an impact on the JSC's direction tend to be your more offshore-facing and less SA-linked. Those would include the likes of resources counters, you mentioned those, and the industrial giants, NASPERS and Process. So given that, what's the outlook for local equities? Uh, Could we basically breach... um, 70,000 on the OZ this year? Hopefully, hopefully we can, and it will be excellent if we can see, but the market doesn't work, uh, always go up in a straight line, and we've already had a very strong start to the year, with the All Share Index up 15% just in the first three months of the year, and normally after such a very strong run, you do have a bit of a, uh, it's normal for the market to take a bit of a breather, Mm. so we won't be surprised if there's a bit of a, a sideways move with the market just uh, taking a bit of a breather before we have another leg up. Um, in terms of the broad sector, uh, sector perspective, if we look at the market, um, the resources sector remains extremely powerful and the gains on the resources sector remains very, very strong. Um, and that has been powered, powered especially for the diversified miners the Anglos and the Billiton, mm-hmm. where the demand for commodities, especially iron ore, coming from China as the demand for these commodities remain very strong. And then our domestic platinum sector continues to benefit from demand for the platinum and the PGM uh, metals. Yes. Um, on the flip side, as this growth, global economic growth momentum uh, gains momentum, we have actually seen a bit of a lackluster demand for gold, which is typically a more defensive or safe haven asset. Mm. So therefore, we've actually seen that the gold counters and the gold shares have lagged a bit, and there's been a uh, downgrade in the earnings expectation for the gold counters. So the gold shares have lagged a bit over the last few months, and basically the last six months. Um, But then on the flip side, the rest of the commodity sector, and especially even oil, uh, Sassel over the last year has also from a very low base. The shares recovered significantly, and Sassel is in the last in the top 40 shares. Sassel has been by far the best performing share, gaining over 400 percent yeah. since the end of March last year. Hmm. I feel but sorry for those people who sold out of Sassel when it went all the way down to what 23 rand a share. Exactly, but it is extremely difficult because you can just think for yourself. At the end of March last year, most of us were thinking the end of the world is here, and it's <laughs> such a difficult, difficult call to make. And you see the oil price just keep on dropping, and on such a low oil price, Sassel was not a feasible investment. And if you had any 
And at that stage, none of us had any indication at what point in time the oil price will go up. And there was no just no visibility of where the oil price would be uh, would be going and where it's going to settle. So, uh, settle. so it was a very difficult call to make on Sassel at that point in time. Mm. But then again, if you had the gut and you had bought Sassel at 23 to 3 and at that point in time at the low... You're laughing all the way to the bank. All the way to the bank. The other area of the market which is quite interesting is, is um, you've spoken about the domestic um, SA Inc. type shares, yes. those shares linked to the domestic market. And a lot of those shares have also been coming under pressure for a lot of last year um, because as the economy was slowing down because of lockdown and the consumer being under pressure and the economy being under pressure, a lot of those shares have been struggling. And it's only recently, since November, as conditions started to improve, that some of these shares prices have actually started to come uh, to 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 come to the fore, but again, also because of the low base that some of these shares have been in uh, over the twelve month period, they have seen some decent gains, and especially the more cyclical ones have really shown a decent return over a twelve month period. But we continue to see some good value in a lot of these SA Inc counters. But you have to be a lot more careful and you've got to do your homework. Um, a lot of these companies are continue to operate and continue to operate in a very difficult environment. So you have to be a bit more careful as to which specific shares you are buying um, because it is a tough environment that they are actually operating in. So they're a bit more care, but we do find some individual opportunities that do do look um, very attractive. Excellent. But then what is quite interesting is on the flip side, uh, the shares that you would normally at the, felt in March, this is the area in March last year, this is the area that you can go and hide and a share like British American Tobacco, those typical steady eddy shares that you normally mm. feel this is a safe place to go and mm. hide um, when a pandemic breaks out and this is your typical safety net or safe haven shares, um, if you've invested in that safe haven share last year, March, your 12-month return would have been only 2% over the last 12 months to the end of March. And again, all the cyclical shares have shown extremely good returns from that low base over the 12-month period where the defensive share have actually shown you basically a 0% return over the 12-month period. Not been the easy call. That was Louis Namont. He's an investment director at 91.